Catch up with the entire season of Pandora anytime on the CW app or download it on iTunes. You can also watch Pandora in Canada on the Space Channel. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, executive producer and showrunner of Pandora. And today I'm here with the star of Chimes of Freedom, Tommy Earl Jenkins. This is Ellison Pevney. What's up, folks? And post-production supervisor and producer, Aaron Ratner. Hey, everyone. And we're talking about Chimes of Freedom, the second episode, the sophomore episode of, uh, of Pandora. So stay with us as we unbox another episode of Pandora. So this was interesting because we had actually shot 101 and 102 together, the pilot, and uh, because we were straight to series, so we never shot an actual pilot. Um, so we shot 101 and 102 together, um, and it was it was it was it was challenging because you know we were shooting in um, you know in another country. Uh, we had gotten greenlit pretty late, didn't have a lot of time to prep, and uh, you know really jumped into it. I'm, I'm amazed it turned out as as well as it did. Um, this is Chimes of Freedom, which of course is named for the great Bob Dylan song. All the uh, episodes of the season are named after Bob Dylan songs. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I remember, Tommy, you arrived to, to shoot, you had a, it must have been weird, but you were shooting a, a scenes for two episodes at the same time. Correct. Yeah, and it was a... Uh... It was uh, trying, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. You're but, like, uh, get off a plane we and got, Get off go. a plane and there you go. And uh, it was crazy because I also felt like that I was uh, a little lackluster because I had uh, changed my eating habit as well. I had gone vegan, literally. You didn't have ch- chili cheese fries? <laughs> I didn't have the chili cheese fries, man. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't last very long with that. So <laughs> the, the vegan thing didn't work. The, it didn't. I it heard didn't. the food was very good. It was, actually. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what was good. The breakfast at the Marinella. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's where you'd run into everybody every yeah. morning. It's like, you know, like, oh, hey, Tommy. Hey, Noah. Hey, you know, all the As guest I'm stars. loaded up with bacon and eggs on my, uh, on my plate going for round three. It really started to get to me because there was a point when I was staying at the Marinella and I was having the, the buffet in the morning and I was ordering a lot of room service. It was like, it was too much food. <laughs> I was just like getting really like, I cannot keep doing this. Always in a food coma. Yeah, I was always in a perpetual food coma. Yeah, I have to say the food was really good. It was, and it was I didn't expect good. it to be, and I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It was a little too good, <laughs> unfortunately, because stress and no sleep and eating too much food and good food is, is a deadly combination. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We start off the destruction of Tereshkova, which is an important part of the first season. Um, you know, I know, Aaron, that was, it was challenging because, of course, you know, we started finishing and cutting these, and we had to deliver it, like, in no time. Because we were sh- starting to shoot the end of uh, April, and these things had to be on the air at the beginning of July and delivered the end of May to the network. That must have been challenging. Oh, it was a incredible uh, pressure to get everything, keep everything moving along. And also at the same time, like you were mentioning, we didn't have a pilot. So we had to try and figure out all the looks, the colors, the you sound. Know, our, our sound, our base sound designs and our sound, our lasers, everything like that. On the fly. We had to, we had, normally we would like to have a lot more time to experiment and create these things and try different things and go back and forth. But, uh, you know, Max, our DP was over there. And so trying to coordinate things, uh, it was just it was a it was a challenge for sure. Uh, trying I to know. I mean, I had to fly back and produ- you know from production to because we you know we were starting to edit and color time and mix and need to be back for all that. 
And um, were you sending stuff straight away once it was all shot for editing and? Oh, every day. It was, yeah. Every day they they'd shoot, you know, and then the, basically the next morning uh, it'd be uploaded to us here in Los Angeles where right. we did all the editorial. And then, yeah, we'd start right away with the material. Yeah, and the editors would start working on their rough cuts, which then become a director's cut, which then become the producer's cut, network cut. So, wow. uh, you know, but we were really moving at a very accelerated pace to make the tight the schedule. And then, of course because we're an effects-heavy show, mm. particularly with that first episode, you know, getting all the effects in on time was really challenging. Mm. I mean, we, you know, I've said this on other podcasts. I mean, I was seeing some of the effects, you know, on air for the first time because they were literally coming in, you know, a day or two before the, the thing aired. Now, this volleyball scene was much longer originally, and it's super fun, uh, but it didn't really advance the plot. This is kind of where it advanced the relationship between Priscilla and John, and we cut out a huge chunk of it. Um, and I kind of miss it. It was a hard edit, but this episode was like 12 minutes over, mm. so we had a we had to cut a lot uh, out of it. And I thought the volleyball thing would become a regular bit of business in the show, where we would be doing you know uh, a, you know volleyball, but we, we never went back. We never did volleyball again. <laughs> it was like hanging out at the black hole. We're gonna go play volleyball today. Well, it was a kind of a big move because even though it was close to the studio. It's like you'd go there, but all they really had was the volleyball. So you're moving, you're shooting a volleyball scene, but there isn't much else you could shoot there. So it's like you're doing a company move and you're not really getting much out of it. Mm. But it's such a cute scene between the two of them. But God, there's so much here that's gone. A lot of it also was the sound in here was awful. A reoccurring problem at a lot of our locations and sets. And then here we have the, you, you say it, because I love the way you say Adari. <laughs> the Adari. Yeah, the Adari. The Adari. Yeah. And the Adari are named after President Adar from Battlestar Galactica. In case you were wondering. That's a deep cut. <laughs> and this is, you know, this is this this definitely is an attempt to do an episode which is really about a, a pressing content. You know, the whole idea is the original Star Trek did shows about uh, you know, Vietnam and about racism and about, you know, oppressing contemporary issues in the 60s. And we're trying to sort of deal with issues that are, oh, here we are. Here's Tommy. Here it is. Uh, so Such passion from uh, Rochelle. And I know because, you you know, everybody thinks, oh, he's the warm, caring guy. And, like, why is he turning such a, uh, uh, you know, a cold shoulder to her? Yeah. Um. I think at the same time, I think Pebney has to kind of play both sides. I think he has to be committed to the the academy, but at the same time also not to let people know what his underlying... Yeah, you don't uh, want to bring the, suspicion no, upon absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. I think it, yeah. that's exactly what he's doing. And, and as, I close, love that. as close as it would be for me to... And it, I think it pains him. I think it pains him to not be able to to share what he really wants to, to say, both to to uh, Atria and Jax. And I think he also doesn't want her to do anything stupid. Mm. So he's like, ah, you know, this is the way it is. Yeah. We just have to yeah. accept She's it. Just getting a little hot <laughs> Calm down, girl. But I mean, this is a real issue, you know, that's going on right now about what are the limits of free speech and, and you know, what, what happens on campus when someone who has a, a philosophy that is diametrically opposed to yours mm. or, you know, um, you know, we see a lot of these conservative uh, speakers like Milo y- Yappy Yapstein or whatever mm. his name is, you know, speaking, uh, uh, you know, and, and just really with really offensive kind of ideas. And, you know, should we tolerate it? And I'm a big proponent of free speech. So it's funny because I kind of 
you know, there's a little me in when I say, you know, anyone should be able to speak, but we have a right to, to, to reply. Mm. And one of these conservative uh, websites actually really attacked and they said, this show is saying that you should shut down, you know, uh, a thought you don't agree with, which wasn't actually what I was saying at all. <laughs> but, you know, if the conservatives want to attack me for that, that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um Clearly upsetting them. That's because, fine. because I'm like, you know, yeah, if, if, if people are espousing a view that you find uh, offensive or wrong or whatever, then yeah, then you got to speak out against it. But, mm. you know, I, I'm like, yeah, who, who, you know, who has the right to say this person should be able to speak and this person shouldn't? You mm. know, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a, and, you know, what we try and do is raise the questions and the ideas that maybe people talk about it, you know, outside of the show. And, and um, it's always a challenge to do metaphor and allegory, but I think it's important. I love this shot. Mm. Ford. And this is where we established the whole shot. strawberry milkshakes. I mean, this is what I like about the Black Hall. I like the light-up white chairs and the, how colorful it is and everything. Um, I know we spend a lot of time. It's really our central perk or, um, you know, it's our standing set that we keep coming back to again and again. Maybe we came back a little too much, but mm. we didn't really have, an, uh, have a choice. And Atria brings a lot of color she to, does. to it. No matter well, what scene she's in, obviously, obviously costumes and everything, but... She definitely brings a lot of color. Well, and that was the idea, you know, a clone where, you know, she has, you know, thousands of identical uh, people who are completely identical. So the way that she makes an impression is to embrace her individuality with, mm. through color, the way she dresses, her purple wig and stuff. And, you know, of course, Rochelle did a great job as yeah. that uh, character. And I just love Jonathan Kerrigan as the seeker and this was supposed to be a one and done role again but we we love jonathan so much that we brought him back and he's so good as well and it's funny because i think the conservative website who, who, who was writing about the show they said yeah they're they're saying that free speech is important but they but they're protesting a guy who's so loathsome they're saying that the conservatives and it's like you know what? <laughs> <laughs> And Creston Hubble is from a guy we pitched to at a company. I remember, I just remember loving the guy's name. It was a development exec, Creston. I'd never heard that name before. Interesting. And I think on 30 Rock I heard it once. And, uh, uh, but, uh, so I just love that name, Creston. Now, this is something really cool um, that uh, our editor, Dana Gasparine, did. Um, just doing this in slow motion. And it feels really, this hallway is very Blade Runner to me. And, and, um, Really great uh, sound effects and score, and it's just really creepy. And even though there's no dialogue, it's so powerful with what's happening right here. And what a lot of people don't know is we had an episode about clones, and of course the way you usually do that is, you know, split screen and motion control and, you know, sort of very complicated special effects. But uh, we were fortunate enough that uh, the actress, Rochelle, had a twin sister, (laughs) Corrine, who we flew in. And gives a, you know, and, and, and help double her. And that really helps with some of these quote-unquote money shots where you see them together in the same shot, like right here. Amazing. I think when I was uh, in Bulgaria, and I think I came across Karine, I, I didn't actually realize it was her. I did actually think it was Michelle. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. And, I mean, I remember we told the editor, we have to see more of these two shots because, it's like, you know, this is actually... 
two different, different actors, people, yeah. actors, as opposed to some special effect shot where we're, we're you know split screen or something. And we want to see those shots. Yeah, yeah, where exactly. They're yeah. the same frame Every, together. Everyone sees shots like this, you know, where they're you know it's over the shoulders and things like that, where you have a you know kind of a lookalike actor. But yeah, it's uh, it all plays so much nicer when you see them together. And Steve Hughes was the director on this, a British director. He directed uh, Doctor Who and Killing Eve. And, um, you know, it was a def you know, definitely a challenge. Who, who would we get to direct the, the first episode to really establish the look of the show? And, um, you know, Steve came in with a really great energy and a, a passion for the show. He's a big sci-fi fan. And, uh, you know, uh, it, was really, it was really nice to sort of, you know, set the boat out to sea. Yeah, it was great that he did two straight in a row to... Yeah, you thought he was never going to leave. I mean, it was like 16 days. And he got a great like, personality. He's yeah. really good. Great guy. Oh, yeah. He, he, Shout he, out to you, Steve. He, he is a lovely a lovely guy. And he's he's working a lot. I think he just did uh, Treadstone for uh, mm. uh, NBC Universal. So I'm really happy for him. And an incredible talent to... Uh, he can name the... what. What music or what song? The composer. The composer. For any movie. For any movie. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely I, I'm incredible. less impressed with that because I can do that too. Oh, <laughs> watch out. Uh-oh. Every man to your corner. <laughs> no, in fact, we would we would occasionally have little... Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, we, I remember during lunch occasionally we would have... Uh, and we do movie trivia That's and, funny. and stuff. And, and it was really fun. Uh, we, we'd sit around uh, at lunch and do... Uh, Square off, yeah. <laughs> and we had that what that that app. He had the app. Um, the, we hold it up to your head. Oh, and you flip it. To yeah, it. yeah, and that was really fun. So we do movies and stuff. It got Amazing. very heated. I'm sure it did. <laughs> yeah. So this is the dorm room. Originally, uh, that door. Um, we're gonna have uh, communal showers, but uh, we couldn't find a good location, so we made that door to indicate that it was a shower. That frosted blue glass. Was that in the first episode where Yeah, that was in the first the first episode, yeah. Never to be used again. <laughs> never to be used. A lot of stuff we established never used again. You know. Noted. <laughs> you know, it's it's good that we never did that because we, yeah. We thought, oh we'll be we'll we'll need to see the shower and to have to go to another location. I think we found something at a sports stadium and it's like, oh it's the so we went that kind of Starship Troopers communal sh shower bath thing and but um it was just as well we didn't do it. No more shower shots. No. I, I like the scene with Raylan. And, you know, there's a lot in these early episodes where we're really just trying to establish the characters and who they are and what they believe. And, and uh, you know, through 106, it's each each character was sort of getting their own episode. You know, one was Jax's story. This was a Tria's story. You know, three uh, was kind of John's story. And then... You know, uh, then we had the zombie episode, which is kind of a, a Xander story. Five is Thomas's story, and then six is is the date rape episode with um, Pilar. So it's like a chance to meet all the kids and find out, you know, more about them. Everyone's had a really good journey through it. I've always enjoyed in the early episodes uh, Raylan's developing uh, sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's so dry, and it's so fun, and, you know, the, the, the key with Raylan is also you don't want him to become Spock. So whenever we felt he was doing something too Spock, we'd go in the opposite direction. That's why we made him, like, this kick-ass fighter, and, you know, also why he sort of became more sarcastic. And we just, we didn't want it to feel like, oh, he's our Spock, you know, mm -hmm. because he's the alien. 
Now this is the back lot and we went with a really agrarian witness kind of uh, Amish kind of feel for them. Um, and she's passing herself off as one of the other Atreas. And he's just so loathsome. Uh, and, and Kerrigan is such a nice guy in real life and, and he comes across as so smarmy in the show. Yeah, I had the pleasure of working with him l later on. Yeah, yeah. And he's absolutely the nicest guy. And you would never expect uh, his his sort of twist on this. He's done a brilliant job with I it. I think he was tired of hearing it after a while. Yeah. Everyone kept saying it to him. It's like, you're such a nice this guy. guy yeah. <laughs> you play such a scumbag on, on the show. And... Uh, <laughs> It's funny, this this uh, this scene was in and out for a while because the episode was running long. It was like, oh, do we need this scene? But it just it's so great that I like the you know that 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 she's sort of like uh come on, come on, let we get we get let's get out of here. It's like she's such a bad influence. And you know, she's roping people into her <laughs> into her her plans. That was something else we dropped, the little recording devices that people would record the lectures. It's the equivalent of a laptop. Yeah, they stopped caring about school as much uh, as the, as the <laughs> yeah, season went on. And I'm very upset about that. <laughs> I would expect so. <laughs> very upset. You know, I pride myself in giving good lectures. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice scene, too. You know, it's always fun to sort of, when you compare characters who haven't been together um, before, you know, and so like Raylan and Osborne and... and uh, uh, you know, you just put, putting characters together who haven't been together. And obviously, it's the second episode, but mm. it, as we go on later in the season, you really tried to find, like, these pairings, like, you know, wine and chicken, you know, or fish, you know, what, what goes best <laughs> together. And... Um, You know, and I love this. I, I, this is one of my favorite scenes of the episode. It's like this little dance that's going on. They all know what they're talking about, but they're not saying it overtly. So it's it's just, it's like. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see, you know, it's, uh, you know, Raylan is, you know, a potential adversary or a potential threat or, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, it hints a lot that there's could be a lot more going on with him. Yeah, we don't really know, you know, why is he really there and, and what are his intentions and everything. And I think that was kind of a fun thing to play early in the in the season. And I took Latin in college, so of course you got to work some Latin in. <laughs> got to get something out of that. <laughs> and what better place? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's Latin on the in the logo for the school as well, which is like something like it's not, you know, it's like you know many things come together to be greater or something. It was a. I want you to kill him. <laughs> Maybe he is. That's right. Yeah. Nice match cut. Actually, it was suggested by my daughter to the editor, and they used it, and my daughter is very proud of that. <laughs> you know, at this point, you know, Max is still figuring out the best way to light and shoot some of these sets, like the dorm room and, like, the uh, um, black hole. Uh, you know, just the, the look of the show just gets better and better as the season goes on. Although even you know coming out of the gate, this stuff looks really good. 
That's been the general consensus from a lot of people online and, and even friends of mine who, who've watched and said how they've enjoyed the progression of the of the series and how each episode gets so much better in so many different ways as well. And I think, you know, that's the case with a lot of science fiction series. You look at whether it's the original Star Trek or Firefly or um, uh, 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 Star Trek Next Generation. It takes a while for the show to really find its identity and mm. what works and what doesn't. You really are inventing the world. It's not like doing a cop show. You, you know, there's a, a template for that. Yeah. You know, but like a sci-fi show, you're really doing something completely new, and you know, you have to experiment and find out yeah you know, what works and what doesn't, and you know what character relationships work, and uh, you know, you, you really don't know. And it was like at this point, you know, we'd written scripts before we had obviously cast any of the right, actors. Right, right. And, it, you know, once we met all of you guys and got to see you inhabit these characters, it helped inform the writing Where of the characters. Where it was going to go. Exactly. <laughs> I love his meal here. His, his giant flan. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> his flan and strawberries. <laughs> his yeah, exactly. wobble. And this was another eight-day episode. I, I mean, I'll tell you, man, I, I would have killed for eight days on my episode. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, I loved when we had eight days, but it was just not, you know, given the schedule, we did, it was not, not possible. To, not all of them had that, though, No, right? most yeah. were six, and, and some were seven, but, uh, I mean, I was going to do seven for the season finale, but I gave my seventh day That's to Chris. That's right, you gave it up. <laughs> yeah, I gave it up. <laughs> but, um, was one of them five? No, 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 no. <laughs> the clip show would have been five. Um, but, yeah, one and two were eight-day episodes. So this was almost like a, a movie, a movie, um, one and two. But, you know, there's so much to figure out mm. um, in one and two. And it's funny because, you know, as we... Um, we're recording this. We just found out, you know, the good news that we got renewed or picked up for a second season. So it's interesting because I was I was looking forward to not having to think about Pandora for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and uh, you not going to happen, it's mate. Not 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 going to happen. We're we're lucky enough to have uh, been invited back. Yeah, would have been. I would have been all right if them just postponing that decision just another. You know what? It was the stress of waiting. The stress of waiting would have been more aggravating, I think, than actually having to go back to work. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, yeah, but. Uh, Did that decision come quite soon? Sooner than you expected? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we found out about two weeks after the finale aired, so. I mean, I was optimistic, but not, you know, obviously you never know for yeah, sure. Of course, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm very gratified of their faith in the in the show and the fact that we got picked up is very exciting. And, and I'm really excited about doing it again, but it was, uh, I, I'm still, needed a I breather. still need a breather. <laughs> I needed a breather. This is a tough, <laughs> you know, I've got a lot of TV shows, uh, you know, but this was, this was the toughest. This was the toughest. You know, we're halfway around the world. It's no secret we didn't have a very large budget. Um, we didn't have a lot of time. Uh, you know, it was a hard show. Um, and as Aaron can attest to, mm. you know, from post, you know, having so little time and uh, it was hard. We had an amazing team of people, we though, did. to help pull it together. We did. We did. We were very lucky. I mean, just the keys were terrific. Uh, the cast was fantastic. Um, Shout out to Max, man. Wow. Max, it was, it was just amazing. I mean, and, and I wish I had his energy. I yeah. Wish I, I, no, I don't think I ever had his energy. Even when I was his age, I don't think I had his energy. So positive. Yeah. You'd walk on set and you just knew you were okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> something about even him. when he's having a bad day, he yeah. would get through it and just give hundred and ten percent. Yeah, man. Um, and he, you know, he had a lot riding on his shoulders, and he just did an amazing job. And you know, I mean, he had all kinds of directors, and he had to work with all of them. And you know, he just uh, really, um, you know, n- never dropped the ball. Yeah, knocked it out. And part. a great guy, and mm. a great, you know, force and foremost, he's just such a great guy, and he, he really gives is. so much to the show. I mean, so much a part of the success of the show. And really sort of uh, handles uh, being with the cast outside of the work. You know, going out to dinner, going shopping, or just hanging out. Oh, my God. I've never He's seen that with a DP. such a personal guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Most, most, most shows I've worked on, the DP can't get away from the cast fast enough. You know, it's like, I, 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 and Max just, like, wants to hang out. He's just like, what are we doing next? Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, I, like, you're Max. Hey, you want to, you know, get together this week? Uh, you want to go over some shots? And he's like, oh, I'm getting together with the cast. And it's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Now, these pool cleaners evolved. Originally, these were going to be like the tube in Return of the Archons that uh, the, 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 Archon, the Landru disciples had in uh, Return of the Archons, which the original Star Trek episode, these long tubes. <laughs> and, and then props came up with these pool cleaners. And I'm like, you know what, guys? These look like pool cleaners. And unless we do something, so that's when I came up with the idea that they have to spark Sparkers. and do stuff. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And it works fine. And it's, they're pool cleaners, but... But they were they're inventive. They they really props both both we had two prop masters over the run of the show. They were both great in their own way, um, and uh, very imaginative. And you know, again, working under very difficult circumstances. They didn't have a big prop budget, and they didn't have much time, especially as the script started coming in later and later. Yeah. So you know, amazing job. I really like this scene too. And as for as much as is said as isn't said, and. Um, and I love the look here of the school because, you know, we talk about combining the architecture of the super futuristic modern and the sort of throwback to the classic, you know, college kind of look. I think that works really well and unexpected. You know, most people think of the sci-fi that you're just going to have everything's going to be completely futuristic. But now we've got all these beautiful buildings in Bulgaria that somehow make a... Um, a great appearance in, in, in the in the season throughout. So. Well, it's funny, you know, I'm glad you said that because I'm very proud of that decision to combine the old and the new. Mm. And it kind of came, I remember Rick Berman, who was the executive producer of Star Trek, would talk about how it's very hard to shoot the 20, they were talking about why don't you go on location more? And he said, it's very hard to find a 23rd century building in 20th century America, mm. you know? And I'm just, my feeling to that was kind of, why does everything have to be 23rd? You know, you, you go to a college and you're going to have, you know, a super futuristic building that was built last year in the library that was, you know, given to a really old building from when Harvard was built mm-hmm. or when Yale or whenever, you know, and, and we don't just, te- especially in Europe, we don't just tear, tear down down. these old, beautiful buildings. Yeah. So I like the idea of the super modern sitting alongside mm, the 100%. old. And, and, you know, science fiction is mostly... You know, super modern, as yeah. though the world was like completely erased. I mean, yeah. we can't even build, you know, high speed rail in yeah. this country or <laughs> rebuild, you know, the airport. Everything's yeah. like from 50 years ago. So it's like. I mean, Europe does, they still have what they call listed buildings that just are untouchable. Sure. Mm-hmm. And they will, they will be there. So I, I love the idea that this is a two or 300 year old college, university, that they have the old buildings and then they have the, the dormitories are new and futuristic yeah. and the, the, the you know the, the classrooms, some of them are new and some of them are from like when the school was first built and I, I think that's super fun. This guy's great. I love Oh, he's wonderful. <laughs> Phil Langhorn. So brilliant. 
Wilson. I, 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 you know, I talked about how when we shot the scene, the AD said, oh, you know, should I call picture rep? And I said, no. And he said, why? Are you bringing it back? I said, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, I just thought he was wonderful. He was and wonderful. He was suggested by Steve Hughes. We, we were actually looking to cast a local in Bulgaria. We couldn't find somebody who could really do that mix of comedy, comedy. and officiousness and yeah. everything. And, and he does it in abundance, man. And he said, I know this guy in England. I looked his reel. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's great. Perfect. Yeah. Maybe next season we can bring back Phil's twin brother. <laughs> I know the network was really upset when we killed him in 112. It's like, you sure you want to do that? Because we love him. I said, yeah, yeah that's why we want to kill him, because you love him. <laughs> you know? It was a sad moment. I it have to was. Say, it was a really sad moment. And, uh, yeah, and it was... It was, it was uh... Now, this is a professor who doesn't play around. Yeah, I know. You're giving the box. <laughs> well, you know, none of them do. I mean, you know, no. it's... Uh... We didn't uh, even talk about your little eye, you know, thing. <laughs> you know, you go back and look at what Tommy does with his eyebrow. It's so awesome. It's like, you're part of the resistance. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and and shrawl has been carrying a blade with him uh, the, who on knew? campus for uh, the class. For, yeah, don't mess know. around with him, man. I mean, Tommy does not screw around. He's like, here's some detonators and some explosives. I've got everything you need. Weapons. Yeah. 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 Have fun strong. I'm the, the best castle. teacher you ever had. You should see my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded, full of artillery. This is funny because um, Pilar um, Benita came late, so all her stuff for 101 and 102 was shot like the last two days of 102, and uh, so the cast had really bonded before she got there, and but she fit right in. I yeah. mean, she's funny. And, oh God, uh, isn't she funny? Yeah, and just arch and just really. Um, just lovely, lovely, and, and really I thought did a really jo great job on the show. And I love her in 106, where you know the date rape episode, and this is really funny too. This was a I had Priscilla watching episodes of Alias, so she loved watching Jennifer Garner, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> watch these, uh, you know, go into character. And this is totally an Alias moment. Where, and Regina Lampert is an homage to Charade, Audrey Hepburn's character. In and she said, I'd really love to do more of these episodes where I go undercover. And I said, that'd be great. And I, when I said it, I meant it. And then we never did it again. <laughs> but I really wanted to do more of her going undercover. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. And she's really funny here. <laughs> A little southern accent. And this guy is great with these giant Yoda eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this was biomass which we eventually dubbed biomass because every time we shot here it was a nightmare it was just it just oh it was so hard to shoot here this was the beginning of the night so this was fine it's once we got inside it was it's always the end of the day where things get rough. well and these were all night shoots you know so night shoots are notoriously difficult and i i found that in bulgaria they were even more difficult uh, just People didn't do a lot of night shoots. They don't like doing them, and uh, people really tend to move a lot slower, and, and it's, it's tough. I mean, nobody likes doing the night, night shoots, shoots yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but you got to do them sometimes because it looks so much better. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that old expression when you're, you know, it's like, uh, you know, suffering is temporary, art is forever. So it's like, yeah, a little, you know, we try and schedule them at the end of the week, too, so you have the weekend to recover from the night shoots. 
Yeah, it'd be tough to do one of those shows or a vampire show or something like that where they're in the dark for constantly. Episodes. Well, that's a great part. <laughs> I mean, a point because like Buffy and Angel, they were those were brutal shows because they were shooting so much at night. Um, yeah, anytime they went outside, it was night because vampires can only exist at, at night. Yeah, and. Uh, and so it's really hard, and you get on a weird schedule. Because then, even on the weekend, it's like you're on this clock. This is the first fight scene we really I was about ever to did. Say, it was about the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, and Kala, who who was uh, our stunt coordinator at the time, did a really nice job. Wasn't there part of that that you wanted to shoot that you didn't shoot? Oh yeah, there was a bunch of stuff here we never got to. This was this was so rushed, and uh, we're able to do some cool stuff. I mean, this is an idea, um, you know. I saw these little windows in the vats and it came up with this idea. Well, what if we see her inside and we play it as sort of a scare moment? Um, and it kind of works. Um, I love the white lab coat. So it's sort of diaphanous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> diaphanous. It is. And you can kind of see through it. And yeah. it's very sexy. And it's it's cool. It's like, and, and I remember when Irina, a costume person, came to us and said, doesn't it seem futuristic? I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's very, it is, it's futuristic and it's cool. And, and now this, we just tried, you know, we, we, we told Chris, I remember I said, look, this scene's a mess. I just need you to add a bunch of colognes because it, it needs it. And it, it actually worked out in editing. I mean, we really put Dana through the ringer to get it right. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's a good scene, but it was, it was getting there was tough. It was always going to be a challenge. Thomas running to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, so this was all this was all tiling. We added a bunch of uh, extra uh, trees, and some of this was shot on green screen and then doubled. So it's much better than it was on stage. I mean, this was a bit of a mess. You just get this the whole sense of the the cloning. Yeah. Factory. He's got great timing. Oh, I wish <laughs> he's good. He's he's funny and just showed up right in the nick of time. Right in the nick of time. Yeah. yeah, you can probably imagine he's just like hanging outside the door, waiting yeah, for waiting his best for, moment to for jump that in. Cue. <laughs> I remember when we finished this episode. I said, "What do you think?" I said, "Well, no matter what happens, it's better than Naked Now, which was the second episode of Star Trek: Next Generation." I'm like, "Okay, at least it's better than that. We're we're in good shape." <laughs> Now, this was a combination of a plate and effect shot. We shot the factory on a drone, and then they enhanced it. It looks really cool. Yeah, the rest of that was just, uh, it was like roads and farms and yeah. some other. <laughs> a lot of other stuff that know. we didn't need to see. Yeah, I love that outfit on her. I mean, she looks really, really good. And we always joke, you know, Magic Computer Girl. She's the one who's like, in the, if it was the cop show, yeah. who's on the computer? Turn <laughs> yeah, exactly. right on that, that's fifth. It. <laughs> <laughs> Headset on, everything. Yeah, got to go. Exactly. It's got to be someone in the chair. Now they cut. They go through this door, but this actually takes us into a completely different set. There's no set there. There and now we're back in the church, which is uh, the Seekers compound. I need to be able to use utilize that a little bit more. The the, uh, the the wrist, oh, oh, yeah. the wrist committing, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the multi bracelet. That's yeah. it, the multi bracelet. It multi-bracelet. can do anything. <laughs> it does what it needs to do. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see more of that. 
but we, we, we cut the slug too, too, too thin. Now, this is really cool. This quarry looks great. This is a rock quarry we shot at night. This is another really tough night shoot um, because there's a lot of action. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it wasn't a, a full day because we had actually shot some stuff on stage and then had to move everybody out to the quarry, so it wasn't even a full day in the quarry. But it looks great. I love awesome. the way the, the it just looks otherworldly, the gold, golden brown. And what's great is this is a working quarry, so every time we go back there, it looks different. It's different every time. <laughs> <laughs> Who moved my rock? <laughs> That's one of my favorite ad libs. <laughs> you need to turn your safety on. Now, wasn't this actor supposedly possibly up for the part of uh, Ray? Yeah, this was actually, uh, I guess, well, now the cat's <laughs> out of the bag. I wasn't going to say anything, but oh, right. yeah, <laughs> this is Louis Threefall, and he was the runner-up for Raylan, and so we wanted to find something for him, so we made him the, the secret son. It would have been a different way to go with Raylan, and a really nice guy, and um, did a really nice job. Uh, um, and maybe, maybe there's something for him in the future. Mm. There's something slightly similar about them as well. Yeah, similar. And yeah. there's something a little alien about him. Yeah. And, and uh... But I have a feeling that he can't do parkour. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like Ben. And of course, Tommy, your role is uh, named after Harlan Ellison and Joseph Pevney. That's where Ellison Pevney comes from. I didn't know this. Yeah, Harlan Ellison, the sci-fi <laughs> writer, and then um, El Joseph Pevney was a director of a lot of movies, but also a bunch of original Star Trek episodes. Wow, it's a cool name, though. <laughs> I love the name. I, yeah. I really didn't see. I think that's part of you know trying to have all those questions that that wanted to come during the course of filming, and and obviously against time trying to get as much backstory on, on things as possible. Um, but that's definitely a good, that's a good one because I had no idea. Yeah, no, and, 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 you know, I mean, even the backstory of you and, uh, you know, when we started, I don't know if I would have been able to answer that question about, you know, Osborne and you and Vakash's, you know, connection. Connection. Because I don't know, yeah, at what point we sort of came up with that. I mean, yeah. Before we started, it was that there, that there is a history between them all. That you were all in the military together. Yeah. and And also knowing the truth of how everything came to be. Sure. I mean, I think that was kind of informed by that scene in 101 where um, you're like, did you tell her, you know, who she is? And, yeah. You know, maybe you should. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh, well, clearly these guys they know more They definitely about know, her. yeah. Yeah. I still wish we hadn't cut out the Groucho Marx line. <laughs> uh, you, you had such a good, and that was just like, we were down, we were 30 seconds over, and we had to get it to time. That's what and it happens. Was like, and I wouldn't let them cut it, and it was like, <laughs> Finally, we got to the point. It's like the only thing left, and it was like, ah, I guess it gotta go. Gotta and go. It's like, gotta go. Yeah, I love that. I love that scene with you. All this, all this stuff with Osborne. She should have killed him. He's gonna be back. He should have. a it. lot of problems for you. <laughs> that's such a cool view. Yeah, that's the drone that's shot. shot. We yeah. shot a ton of drone shot in the beginning on 101, and then we just kept reusing. I don't think we ever shot any more after that 101 stuff. Mm. And just kept reusing it. We had a bunch of different footage. Some of it, which had production vehicles in it. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, there was, <laughs> some of those were a lot of work. 
Yeah. There was a shot that almost made into one of the episodes. I'm like, wait a second. Isn't that the grip truck? Uh, no. It's a grip truck and a sound Isn't card. Isn't that the crew? And... And we really need to take paint that out. I, I, it always bothers me. It should, the line should have been, change takes time, not things take time. But uh, whatever. Yeah, it works. You get the, you get the idea. It's Jack's. Well, it's good because you know we're, we're you know chemistry. There's a palpable chemistry between Jax and and Greg, and obviously since Greg is you know not long for this world, it's, it's good that we see them growing their their relationship growing and advancing. Yeah, people. Yeah. By the time that he has his moment and you know in the his final moments, uh, it's uh, people became pretty attached to him. They really did. <laughs> My mother was upset. A lot of people were upset. A lot of people they were, really were upset. First, they were very excited that he was there to begin with. Because he's obviously <laughs> got a great following. And then to, you know, for that to happen, I think they nearly lost their minds. It was always the plan. But, yeah. you know, definitely there were some moments where we were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have killed him. <laughs> and then I love this. This is at Sophia University. This is the library. And it's just such a great set. And I remember saying, originally this was going to, he, he had blocked it at the table. I said, look, this is amazing. Why don't we put him up on the, up there and do a Romeo and Juliet style? Yeah. And uh, some people were saying, oh, we have to get permission. I said, you know what? Ask, uh, you know, don't ask permission. Ask forgiveness. Yeah. Just <laughs> let's go. And it was the end of the day, and he went up there, and I, I love the way this scene looks. If you notice really carefully, all the books have spines in Bulgarian. So he's in the Bulgarian section, or is this the Zetarian section? No. <laughs> Ellison yeah. says, and I think the first episode that he admires a man who still has books. That's right. That's right. You know, he he does. just don't have it. He loves the books. And here's Tamina, who's wonderful, who we all love. Just such a great look. Just hard, hard. And, and she came to acting so late, too, mm. which is amazing because you, who would have guessed, you know, Absolutely. that she's a, such a newbie? I mean, she had a whole nother career. And the role suits her so well. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, and, and she's somebody who just tried to keep working in. You know, it's like we're an embarrassment of riches. We have this great ensemble cast. It's like you can't put everybody in every episode because there's so many people, but it's it, it's always like, oh, God, oh, we haven't seen Allison in a while. We haven't seen you know, Regan. We haven't seen this. It's like, oh, we got to get him in. You know, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's the nature of the beast. Well, anyway, well, this was great. Aaron, thank you for being here. Tommy, always great to see you. Thank and, you, man. Um, I look forward to uh, seeing everybody back here for the next episode as we're joined by Christian Gossett and Johan Erb, who played Jarowski, as we talk about Masters of War as we unbox Pandora in our next episode. And if you want to catch up with all the episodes of Pandora, you can watch them on the CW app, you can download on iTunes or at Amazon um, anytime. So uh, don't miss a single episode of Pandora wherever you enjoy 
watching the show. Okay, that was really. I should have Tommy do that. Watch Pandora. Oh, that's a missed opportunity. I know. I mean, got the voice. Exactly. We got the voice. What am, what am, what am I thinking? Anyway, th thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you soon. Take care.